Hey guys, it's your host here, Max Leadham at Max Fozzie, to tell you yet again that we're doing doing something a little different this week with this podcast. We're recording it over some different technology, so please accept my apologies for any differential in audio quality for this week's podcast. However, we have some new equipment we're getting in that we're very excited about, which will make it a new and improved Cinemaxic podcast, as well as hopefully we're going to have our very own little mini studio to record our podcast. Podcasts and lots of exciting things to come. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast and enjoy this week's episode. Well, uh, boys, we're back again after a, a long, long break here. Um, you know, some things came up with, uh, you know, Jordan obviously being out of uh, the country and uh, me being on vacation for the past week and uh, trying to come up with a way that we could do this uh, efficiently without the equipment. For right now um but yeah how's everyone doing how's how's everyone been for the past month and a half month month or so uh i've been i've been excellent i've uh i built a shoe rack for my room which was pretty fun oh shoe rack an old shoe rack and i uh saw a few movies in my spare time good good tanner how about yourself more more or less the same uh except now i haven't done any of that no i uh <laughs> you didn't build a shoe rack <laughs> did not uh i don't know i've just been hanging out watching some not current movies um uh helped a friend move into a house Max, I hear you're looking at houses i don't know what everyone's doing that they can afford houses all of a sudden well I'm not going to buy a house. Uh, I'm we, we were renting a house. Ah, okay. See, what you have to do is you have to take a loan from the bank with a really high interest. Yes. Rate. Yeah. That's the way. That's the way Full most people do it. But uh, yeah. Uh, Max, did you hear back about that house today? Um, she said she. Uh, well, she texted me and said, "Hey, I haven't forgotten about you guys. Uh, I've just been really slammed at work today, and uh, you'll hear back from me tomorrow morning." Sounds like because she has to reach out. She has to, the only thing that's going on is she has to. We have to get approved uh, for it by. Um, we have to get approved for it by. Uh, uh, by doing a background check and stuff, and uh, and as of I mean that she had to do a credit check, a background check, and those are going to come back fine. Um, so as soon as those come back, we'll be uh, we'll be in business. We'll be moving into that the new place, but um. I should hear back tomorrow, but yeah, we've been, uh, we've been house searching and, uh, we were in Colorado for the past week, which was, um, a lot of fun. We got to see some friends and do a lot of hiking and see the sights, drink a lot of beer, eat a lot of food, you know, the, um, the works and, um, what else did you do in Colorado? Is this going to be our first? So Max is doing a trying to do a visual gag here that uh, yeah, no one listening will be able to appreciate. This is just something for you. This is something for you boys. I just is this going to be our first video recording that we're going to share with everyone, or are we only doing audio? We're doing audio only. Uh, but uh, in this new house, in this new house, there is a big basement, and well, it's a, it's a good sized basement, and in that basement is a spare <laughs> bedroom and that spare bedroom i'm thinking 
is going to be the, the, a perfect podcast studio. So we're going to have a dedicated place that we could do this and do like video at some point. If we wanted to, we all have like an actual little mini studio in this room. And I'm really, really pumped about that. Um, super, super excited for, cause for those of you who don't know, you're like, Hey, where the hell have you guys been? It's been almost a month. Uh, usually you're doing a podcast a week plus some forced vision. Um, and that Harry Potter podcast that you've literally never done more than one of, uh, since September. <laughs> and, uh, and here's the reason why. Um, so Jordan, our producer is in the UK for three months. He's doing some really, really cool stuff with his, with his, uh, his work and he's doing audio and stuff for him. He's killing it. He's doing such a great job. Um, so he's been out of town. So he's like our equipment guy and our producer. So we lost both of those things. Um, on top of that, I was gone in Colorado for a week. And then when we actually tried to do another recording recently, like last week, um, I thought maybe we could plug all the mics into my lab. I thought it would be good. Uh, turns out those microphones that we needed uh, are, uh, let's just say they're 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 very intense and very good podcast microphones. So uh, you can't just simply plug them into a laptop. You need a piece of equipment. So uh, we just came up with this. I just thought of this today, which I don't know why we didn't think of this earlier. Using just our microphones on our laptops and using uh, like uh, the video software Zoom to do this podcast just over the internet for the time being. Now, we have some really cool stuff coming. Um, I will be buying a uh, several new pieces of podcast equipment. We're going to have a soon-to-be podcast, like, little studio area in my house that I'm renting. Uh, it's going to be awesome, and we're going to be back, you know, weekly doing this again. Plus, you're going to get our Force Visions one or, once or twice a month as well. So, thank you guys for hanging in there. I saw a lot of you guys were you listened to the Cinemaxic Short just kind of putting out while we were on vacation and stuff. So now you kind of know, and sorry, I have kind of the sniffles a little bit, so you might be hearing that more than you prefer, but very excited, very excited about that, and we're, uh, we're definitely back in it, we're back in the game. Um, one good thing about being off for about a month is that we all saw a lot of movies, and when I say we all saw a lot of movies, I think Tim and I did, Tanner apparently watched some old ones, which is fine, you know, it's fine, and it's good. It, movies or movies? So, what's that? God damn it, Tim. What? Movie, movie and movie. <laughs> all of them. All of them, Tim. How did you do that? My background? Yeah. Uh, I'm actually <laughs> chilling right outside Frontier Trail Junior High. Go Jack. Yeah? Yeah, man. Dude, there's a, there's a feature if you had a camera that worked, Tanner, that allows you to superimpose a green screen. Without having, having having to have a green screen. Well, it looks great. Thank you. All right, boys. Well, um, without further ado, it's time for the Cinemastic podcast. Wait, wait, no, no. <laughs> I'm supposed to do my. I'm supposed to do the intro rule first, and I forgot to do that before the music. Here, let's God, try that again. Rusty. You're rusty, Max. On today's, uh, shut shut up. On today's episode, we have all the movie news that have been uh, coming out for the past month. We're going to cover all of that from Damien Chazelle's new movie to some new stuff maybe about Marvel. Plus, we're going to review a ton of new films because we've seen a lot of them in the past month. And we have some thoughts on each and every one of them. As always, we are your podcast for movie news and movie reviews. So without further ado, it's time to get to it. It's time to dive in. This is the Cinemaxic Podcast. 
Can you, Tim, can you stop recording like right now and then re-record? That will save that clip and then re-record? Uh, yeah, I can. Why? No, uh, you know, never mind. Yeah, whatever. We're going to just, just forget doing, it. I'll patch in. We're doing it live. Uh, what? We're doing it live. Yeah, we should have done it. We're doing it live. And I should have just told you, like, hey, once I did that, you should just hit stop recording and then that'd make it easier to put the damn theme song in there. But I uh, totally forgot to tell you to do that. So here we are. Um, so, uh, boys, what did we watch this past month? What do we want to talk about? What film? Oh, wow. So many things. I know. I know. Dan? So I mentioned this in the group chat. I don't remember if I actually discussed it on podcast, but I actually saw Dark Phoenix. I believe the last time we talked about this on the podcast, I said I was never going to see it. And then within days, I turned around and saw it. <laughs> um, and you know what it's not the worst movie I've ever seen um, it's definitely better than X-Men Apocalypse was it's worse than a few others I think it'd be fun um, maybe if New Mutants ever comes out to just like kind of do a, a rank ranking of all the Fox era X-Men films yeah, that would be fun. Uh, although, like, half of them are trash. Um, <laughs> number one's Logan. What, makes it fun? what? Number one is Logan. <sighs> See, I know that's what everyone would say, but I honestly, honestly prefer the Wolverine over Logan. Really? Yeah, I've never seen Wolverine. Uh, it's the one with Wolverine. In Japan. Oh. Fighting ninjas and samurai. Oh, that's right. And he's not like cranky and old and shitting himself and everything isn't terrible in that one. Well. Um, so you, you, my- you, <laughs> you weren't a big fan of a character just getting super grouchy and grumpy and show up? No, I that wasn't the issue. That was just <laughs> that was me just doing a little little reverse there. Um <laughs> I don't know. Logan just left a bad taste in my mouth. Like I recognize it's a really good movie, but I just didn't really enjoy watching it. Dude, that's how that's that's how I feel about uh, well, well, I guess you you're about to do your Dark Phoenix thing, but uh I was about to say that's how I felt about the movie mid nineties. That's a movie I watched recently. And oh yeah, you're I remember God, you going on about that. God did I hate that movie. You know, I appreciate that it's a good movie. I I do understand it's a well made movie, but I, I really, really hated that thing. So that's movie number one. I did not did not like it. Now it is Jonah Hill's directorial debut. Uh it's about skating in the nineties in California. And um, you know, I I, I I understand that probably the point of the movie is to be a character study. You aren't supposed to necessarily like the characters. You aren't maybe necessarily supposed to hate the characters. You're simply just supposed to watch their lives go on on screen. And you're not really supposed to maybe, you know, this story isn't going to tell you which way to feel about them, I guess. I hated them. I hated all the kids in that damn movie. Uh, I thought they were all just punks and, uh, there was some skeevy stuff being glorified in that, that I, I was very confused as to why so many people 
said they loved the movie. I, I was like, this seems kind of skeevy to me, but I, I guess I'm trying to follow along. Like, I mean, this kid's like 11 years old and he's having a sexual experience with a lady who's like 15 or 16, much older than him. I thought that was weird. It seemed like it was glorifying the idea of this 11 year old kid smoking and drinking and taking drugs at such a young age. And there's nothing that happens in this movie to me that, that, um, that seemingly, uh, you know, makes that turning point in the movie you know makes that like hey this is why what they're what they did was bad and it's good to see them bounce back from this the movie doesn't really uh the movie doesn't really do that it doesn't really um make you feel like that is those are character choices that will you know end up making the character better in the long run and uh, i just didn't like it uh, i didn't like the characters at all i didn't like the direction uh the movie was went um but i can tell you one thing I think the actors in there was really, really good because I did often forget I was watching a movie uh, and not just a documentary. Um, so credit to those actors who, who Jonah Hill found and credit to Jonah Hill's direction to kind of uh, take these kids under his wing, obviously as a Oscar nominated actor himself to, you know, direct them in a way that they could to the best of their ability uh, to act to the best of their ability and also uh, direct to the best of his ability. So um, there were some good shots in this thing, great, pretty good cinematography, but overall I just didn't like the movie. It just kind of felt a little skeevy and uh, on our ever changing scale of how we rate movies, I, I gave it, uh, I, I'm giving it a one and a half out of five on a mid nineties. But anyways, Tanner, you were saying dark Phoenix. Yeah. Um, not good, but it's not awful. There were some enjoyable sequences in it. Um, y- you know, the problem is is that it, it, the movie acts like you're super emotionally invested in Jean Grey, but this version of the character uh, was introduced only one movie ago, and like she didn't really have a whole lot to do in it. So it's hard to give too much of a shit about what was going on. Um, that being said, the the third act, like kind of big climactic action sequence, uh, they're like on this train and uh, fighting a bunch of uh, creepy things. And I was, it was a pretty cool scene. Um, but, you know, uh, thank God, thank God the Fox X-Men movies are over. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's fair. You know, it's weird. The Fox X Men movies just have the funniest consistency. Because funniest, like they have no right? consistency. <laughs> it's like it's exactly yeah yeah. It's like it's just such a roller coaster. It's like hey, this one's really good. Wow, this one's awful. Hey, this one's pretty dang good. Wow, and this one is terrible. It's the like problem can... is is that most of the good ones are directed by Brian Singer. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Also, dude, Olivia Munn came out and said it was very frustrating for her as a fan to work with Brian Singer. Brian Singer banned the comic books from the set of X-Men movies because he didn't want the the comics to influence his films. And he also, like, uh, apparently, um, I mean, he, he had no idea about different character traits of Psylocke. And uh, Olivia Munn was just like really upset. She was well, not upset. She was just like this. It just kind of pissed her off that yeah. she, uh, uh, that she um, 
knew more than the people who are actually making the movie. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, So yeah, that's, that was that. Um, Tim, did you see any, uh, what movie do you want to talk about next? Uh, So I know Tanner saw this one. I'll start off with Midsommar. Um, Oh my goodness, dude. That movie was a wild ride. Uh, As Tanner said, it was really weird and fucked. And I agree 100%. That movie was, I I really enjoyed that movie. That may be my favorite movie this summer so far. Um, It wasn't scary at all, which I was kind of surprised about. Uh, Because I was going in, I was like, oh, it's going to be a horror. It's going to be so scary. It's more of just kind of a a mind trip, I guess. Like the the camera uh, d- designs they did and like the cinematography was fantastic. Like it, so, throughout the entire movie, they go they go to Sweden and they're they're you know doing shrooms and they're drinking this like special liquid, this special drink uh, that you assume has drugs in it. And the way that they make that play into the reality around like everyone else throughout the entire movie is phenomenal. There's like subtle things where you see like flowers breathing and things just slightly moving. Um, It's very consistent, but it's so subtle that it doesn't take away from the fact of all the weird shit that's happening around. Um, I thought it was a really good, really well done movie. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen Hereditary, so I I can't say if it was better than. You still uh, haven't seen Hereditary? No, I need to see that. That one is a massive, massive trip. It, sure. You know, I've, I've asked a bunch of people and not, not a lot of people are lining up to watch Hereditary with me. So uh, I will never watch that movie again. <laughs> that okay. is, that movie is just that one. That one is. That one's a trip, man. That is an absolute trip. But uh, yeah, so midsummer, Tim. What do you? What do you? Uh, what are your final thoughts on that? Uh, I didn't know if Tanner wanted to add anything because I know he saw it too. Yeah. Yeah, <coughs> yeah I saw it too. Um, it was good. I would highly recommend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, so like if you if you ever saw. <coughs> Uh, the Wicker Man, and thought, I want to see this, but without Nick Cage. But I also don't want to watch the original Wicker Man, and I also want to see more heads exploding. Midsummer is the movie for you. Mm. Um, lots of gooey, gooey uh, gore in this. It's a much more gross than Hereditary, right? Um, but like you said, Tim, it wasn't scary, but it was definitely unsettling. I would say, uh, yeah, disorienting. Like you're never quite sure what to make of anything you're looking at. And that's not necessarily like saying there's a mystery. It's just kind of like, it's so overwhelmingly weird. Yeah. Um, I do think on the whole, I enjoy Hereditary more. Uh, I think Midsummer is a little too long. Uh, the pacing is, I think, a little off. So like in Hereditary, Max, you've seen it. And for anyone listening who's seen it, you know, there's kind of that moment 
about 20 to 30 minutes in where the movie's like, hey, fuck you. And it okay. Let's let's not even let's not even okay. Hereditary has been out. Oh, against him wants to see it. Damn it! Damn. Uh, <laughs> I can I can step away from my computer. No, 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 no. And then it just kind of it floors it like it completely stomps on the gas pedal, and the movie does not lit up for their like the remaining hour. Yeah, it is. Just- Whereas in Midsummer, it's like something insane will happen, and then things kind of chill out for a while and stay weird. And then it gets a little crazy again. It doesn't keep that sort of crazy energy going throughout the whole thing. So it was kind of like an inconsistent experience, I thought. Maybe that's by design, again, to just make you feel like, you know, what the fuck? But So I was reading reviews before I saw it because I was assuming it was going to be really scary. So I kind of want to have a general idea of what to expect. But the way that someone described it is like an acid trip, which I think is a, a good way to describe it. Cause there's just so many ups and downs and you don't yeah. know how to take it all in. Um, it, it almost feels like you're kind of there in a sense um, with all the emotions and just everything that's happening around. And again, with the way that they kind of or portrayed the movie with it, you know, seeming like you you two were on drugs as well. Not that I know what it'd be like, but what I would assume it'd be like. Mm-hmm. Sure thing. Um. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I tell man. you what. I, I tell you what. I uh. Oh. It, it. Sorry, I just dropped something. Okay. I tell you what. I just watched. I just watched. Uh, I just watched uh, this video on how Trader Joe's makes their Scandinavian swimmers. And I'll tell you what, that's a five out of five film right there. You can find this on their Instagram. And man, I haven't seen this type of content since Hype, since uh, since, uh, Unwrapped with Mark Summers. Uh, Okay. I uh, give Midsummer three and a half out of five stars. Really, Tim? I I'd probably give it a four out of five. Okay, it was really good. I'd I'd watch it again. Okay. Um, let's see what else. Okay, so next on my list, um, let me see my recent activity. I have to go to my letterbox to make sure I'm getting all this. Um, I saw uh yesterday, um, uh, on Wednesday of last week. And uh, I thought yesterday was a lot of fun. I thought it was a cute, charming movie. Um, it's nothing like, you know, it's nothing extraordinary. I think there is uh, more exciting ways they could have used, they could have done the story. And um, I felt like there were some bits that that's came off a little bit rushed. Um, but at the same time, it also runs a little bit long. It, uh, I thought it ran probably about 20 minutes longer than it should have. Um, but for for those of you who don't know, yesterday is about this guy who uh, who um, uh, is the only one who remembers the Beatles uh, after a power outage across the world happens, and the power comes back on, and uh, tons of things have been wiped from people's memories. Um, one of them being the Beatles, except this guy remembers the Beatles, and he proceeds to learn all of their songs by memory, and uh, performs them 
as a, a solo artist and becomes very very famous because of it and it's it's a fun it's a fun little movie like i said uh it's kind of just cool to see like people acting like this is the first time they've heard this music and uh, it's fun to see the beatles music kind of come to life in a different way on film which i i really appreciated um ed sheeran is in this for a little bit longer than i anticipated and uh, ed actually gives a pretty decent uh, performance he plays himself but he he does a pretty serviceable job for his first time like truly acting i'll, I'll say that um, uh, second time he was also in game of thrones no that's true who could forget that should have won an emmy yeah who can forget that moment um so yeah that was uh that was a a, a good movie and uh, it's a great summer flick uh it's a great chick flick great rom-com a great you know, it doesn't not necessarily chick flick just for anyone so uh i gave yesterday um a three and a half out of five uh you know just just go and enjoy it just one of those very easy to watch films that uh that that I, i'll definitely buy and rewatch time and time again just because it's just one of those things it's easy to watch it's one of those those sleepy time movies those movies that you just you know just go to sleep to you know what i'm saying okay i don't think if someone came out today with songs like the beatles songs i don't like i don't think i don't think they'd be successful it just depends it just depends on what ones you're picking. If I want, like, I want to hold your hand, that's probably not going to be a hit. Right, right, uh, Yesterday, right. like, the ballads, you know, Yesterday and Hey Jude and stuff like that, those I think would be, those would be hits still. I think those are, those are singer-songwriter enough that would, they would still be hits uh, in, in today's time. It's um, also and I think kind that, of... I think it proves it, too, because people still listen to the Beatles, not because uh, the Beatles are legendary, it's because their music's sounds good to this day yeah. it sounds good you know you yeah. put it on and you want to I, listen to the beatles right you don't and and so that's always going to be there if people didn't know who the beatles were they would listen to that song still and be like oh this is pretty catchy this is pretty good and then with all the hits the beatles have made i would i would have to believe that you know quite a lot of them would be the massive hits uh that they've been but like i said you have to pick the right songs i yeah. want to hold your I, hand probably number one I on the charts for months i would agree that, that they would still be pretty good um, if they were released today for the first time. But it's kind of hard to compare it to because they did a lot of firsts that other artists had never done up to that point. Yeah. So it's kind, of, it's kind of like trying to compare, you know, like in sports, like athletes that played in the 60s versus athletes now. It's just a completely different time. Um, yeah. You can't really compare them to Rihanna or Drake um, or Ed Sheeran these days. It's just a different. I don't know about that. I think I think John Lennon is uh, is Rihanna to a T. I mean that that guy was thick. Oh no no no! I was out. What? <laughs> okay. What's, what's up? I was gonna compare him to. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I thought you said something. What's uh, you? Who are you compare him to? Uh, Jay Z. Yeah, I mean, I could I could see it. I could see it. Um, I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Yoko Ono is, I mean, her and Beyonce too. I mean, are go hand in hand. That's just like a, they're one and the same. One and the same. One and the same. Uh, Tim, uh, since I just got done talking about yesterday, oh, and I already gave yesterday rating. So, what would you uh, want to talk about next? What movie did you see recently? Hey, have uh, we all seen Spider-Man: Far From Home? 
Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. What? I haven't, no, I know. I haven't got the chance to see it. I'm so far behind on 2019 movies, man. Oh, man. It's bad. I, uh, we, should, we should save Spider-Man until next week when Tanner sees it, because Tanner's going to see it this week. That's fair. Yes. That's fair. We're getting we're getting back in the swing of things anyway, so we'll we'll do a big Spider Man Far From Home review uh, next week's podcast. That's fair. Um one movie I want to talk well, I have two other movies I want to talk about. Uh I'll briefly touch on John Wick because I know we talked about it earlier. Uh oh man, I love that movie. That movie was so damn violent and I loved every minute of it. Um there, it got to the point where I just started laughing because some of the things they were showing and doing were just so ridiculous. Like the library scene with the book and then the scene after where they're just throwing knives at each other and the John Wick stabs a guy in the, the eye with a knife. It was, it was just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I may have to say that's my favorite John Wick movie. I don't remember much about the second one. Granted, I was it was like midnight and I don't really I wasn't really fully awake but the first one was good but damn the third one was phenomenal in my opinion yeah uh, yeah John Wick was I mean it just took everything up another level uh it it, it was have we, have we not reviewed John Wick no, no you guys talked about this yeah you guys we, you guys talked about it because Tanner made the comment about Halle Berry not yeah, that's right. Yeah, we talked about John Wick. No, yeah. I, I haven't. Want... I haven't seen it. That was you. Oh, <laughs> I, oh, not me. It was Max. No, you, you two were talking about it the last time. Yeah. No, I we just watched did. John Wick two weeks ago. Okay, Ooh. well, I guess it was just Max then. It must have been just me. Yeah, it was just you. I was just talking to myself. But yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, you saw John Wick. Um. I saw. Uh, Aladdin. Hi. <laughs> it was so. I actually so fun thing, fun story. I actually caught my very first double feature uh, in a and uh, and at the um. Yep, it's the uh, drive-in Broadway. What? The drive-in. Yes, the Broadway. Yes, uh, Broadway drive-in theater. Um, it was awesome. It was such a great experience, and I would love to watch more movies that way. Seriously, amazing. Guys, my tips for that, too, bring food, uh, bring, you know, beer. You know, they say you can't bring in alcohol stuff, but they don't check it. They just, you know, don't make it obvious. So bring alcohol, bring food, bring blankets, bring chairs. But the most important thing, I would say, so the theater, depending on what time, time of the year it is, in the summer they have to start them really late to uh, – to so the sun can go down our our movie started at nine we saw a double feature and it, the the first one was at nine and it was toy story four followed by aladdin um and uh guys it was just a great experience so i would say though you want to get there around eight or seven seven or eight rather so you can get closer to the front row because it's it, it the screen can be a little far away depending where you parked we parked a little bit further away but we still could see the screen just fine but i would want to be more center on it so I, that's what i recommend and they put the screen like really up high though so the car should not be in your view uh which is really nice as well so uh, I, I, that's got to be something we got to do at some point they they run all the way through the uh 
spring through fall they closed down in the winter i believe and uh but man it was it was an absolutely great experience so uh, I went there to see Toy Story 4 and caught Aladdin at the end. I thought I'd save the Toy Story 4 talk for Tim and I here. Um, and if you saw it, Tanner. Nope. But uh, Aladdin uh, was um, – oh, here's what I'll say about Aladdin. The actors gave it their very best. Um, everyone was having fun. I think Guy Ritchie did the most he could possibly do with, uh, with this film. I thought they honored the songs as well as they possibly could. I thought Will Smith was a, a fine genie. I don't think he tried to, you know, he didn't try to mimic or recreate Robin Williams' genie, and he shouldn't have, and I think he didn't do that out of respect for Robin, but he also wanted to be his own character. And I think Will pulled off, you know, being this uh, a genie perfectly well. I thought he was... You know, he was very Will Smith in this. You know, he had the swagger and he had the personality and everything you come to love about Will Smith, he, he brought out in the genie as well. Um, so with all that being said, though, there wasn't a single time I was watching this movie where I was like, I really just wish I was watching the animated one. I really just wish I was watching just the original Aladdin. And uh, that's because it just the movie, though it tried, just could not live up to what that animated movie was able to do. Um, the, the, and I don't think they ever thought they would, but I was rooting for it, you know, to put up a great thing, but it just, it just, at the end of the day, it wasn't. And there were some things wrong with it uh, that didn't work for me. Um, I, I don't know. I, I felt like, I felt like Aladdin's guy needed, the guy who played Aladdin needed to be like, have way more star power and not to say the guy who ended up playing Aladdin did a bad job I just feel like you know maybe like a Riz Ahmed or something like that someone with more star power that could play that role uh would have been a better option um now also the thing I, I thought I was gonna have a problem with that I absolutely did in the end I I did not find Jafar menacing at all I couldn't stand Jafar in this movie I the actor sounded way too uh, effeminate. I uh, just did not come off. Did not come off very, uh, <laughs> very uh, convincing at all that he was an evil villain. So um, I gave Aladdin two and a half out of five stars. It's worth a watch, I'd say. I mean, it's a it's a fun summer movie, but. That's that's all it is. Maybe a one watch, and I, I would say you have to be a fan of the original Aladdin to even want to watch this. If you weren't a fan of the original Aladdin or have no interest in the original Aladdin, then no, go watch this movie. It's not going to change your opinion. Yeah, that's what I expected. Yeah, it's um, it, it wasn't. I was really rooting for it. I was hoping it would do well, but. This movie brought to light, by the way, this is Will Smith has not had a positive Rotten Tomato score on a movie of his since Men in Black. That was the last movie that got uh Really? Yes, that got positive that got positive Rotten Tomatoes. When reviews. did Seven Pounds come out? Seven Pounds did not get positive. It was like really? 45, 54. And I liked Seven Pounds. I like a lot I mean, I like most of Will Smith's movies. I, I think he gets I feel like he gets kind of a 
I don't know why the critics seem to not like his stuff. Like iRobot wasn't a positive movie. Are you kidding me? iRobot's a freaking fun movie, man. And I mean, am I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I that movie is perfectly good. And it was, yeah. it was and very I fun to watch. I, I don't know how that, and it had a pretty good mystery to it. I, how did that not, was it Shia LaBeouf? Uh, iRobot? Yeah. yeah. I only saw that movie once, and it was when it originally came out in theaters, and I remember basically nothing about it. We should watch it again, man. I really like iRobot. Yeah. I think it's a really good futuristic sci-fi movie. I, I really, really enjoy it. It's basically, you know, Will Smith's character uh, hates robots uh, because he, he thinks a robot uh, killed uh, someone he loved. Um, but it's really, it's really, really good. I, I enjoyed it. But yeah, Aladdin, not any good. Tim, you and I saw Toy Story 4, though. And uh, why, don't, why don't we uh, pull, pull a little Toy Story 4 review out of our pants? And... Ooh, you mean pull it out of, pull it out of our boots? Little, no. Little snake in our boot? No. No? No? Okay. Uh, dude, I love this movie. <laughs> I loved it. I, honestly, I've I've loved every movie I've seen so far this summer. There hasn't been one movie I'm just like, why did why did I go see this? Uh, I thought Toy Story did a great job, not mimicking what they did in the past. It, I don't know. It felt different enough that it wasn't forced, like a forced movie to make money. Um, I thought the underlying message was pretty good. I mean, it's about essentially letting go of the past and trying to, to move on from it, to move on to something that makes you happy instead of trying to force something that you think would make you happy. Um, I thought, I thought it was a well done job. I, I teared up at the end. I'll be honest. So did I very moving and nostalgic movie. Now I, I not so much in that, that, that camp and I probably need to rewatch it, but to me, I, I still am struggling figuring out why this movie needed to be made. And that's mostly because Toy Story 3 was such a perfect ending and could have served as such a perfect ending for this story that when when you get something like that that's just absolutely perfect, you it, it kind of sticks with you. So when they announced Toy Story 4, you're, maybe you're like, okay, well, they got to – I guess they're going to end it better this time. And this time – I wasn't quite sure because I love these characters so much, but I didn't feel like they did as good of job from Toy Story one and three uh, through three uh, of making sure every character kind of gets their shine, gets their moment, gets to have their funny lines that makes you remember them. Like, so I, I wasn't, I didn't feel like those characters got their moment. I felt like it was maybe really just a story about Woody. Like this to me, this almost could have been, to me, this is like civil, a Captain America Civil War. It's called Captain America, but it's really all about like the Avengers. That's kind of how I felt about Toy Story 4. It says Toy Story 4, but it's really just about Woody. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. Woody's yeah. my favorite character. But even Buzz Lightyear, I felt like was a secondary character. And the entire trilogy has always been about Woody and Buzz centering on those two guys. Those were the two main characters. And yeah. in this one, I felt like Buzz was kind of an afterthought. And I was, I was a little bit 
bummed out about that. Tim, maybe you don't agree with me. Do you, where you no, kind of- I, I agree with that part. If I had a gripe in the movie, it, it'd be that, uh, that it, it, especially Buzz. Buzz felt like he took kind of a backseat. I mean, he's, he still took a part in the movie, but it, compared to the other movies, he wasn't as integral, um, especially with the other characters. I mean, the other characters for the majority were stuck in an RV the entire time. They didn't actually go out and explore. They didn't really do a whole lot. It, it was mostly Woody's movie, kind of like a send off for Woody or something. But um, I mean, overall, I, I don't think it had too big of a hindrance on the movie. I still really enjoyed the story and um, the new characters they introduced. I thought they did a great job. Uh, key, key and peels, uh, stuffed animals. I thought they're hilarious. And um, I, I, I mean, I, it, yes, I agree with you on that part, but overall I think it still was well done. Yeah. I mean, I think the story was good. Uh, I thought the reinvention of Bo Peep was, was fun. Um, I thought the cinematography on this thing was really good. There was a, there was a shot in there where they take in the whole carnival and it was freaking gorgeous. It was right. absolutely beautiful. Um, so the movie was gorgeous, as you come to expect from. Right. They just they and, continuously put up. I don't think I've laughed as hard during a Toy Story movie more than I ha- had in this one. Like the scene when Key and Peel, their characters, were talking about what they do I, to the key. Yeah, that was very funny. I I, I was dying from laughter because it, it was just it was so crazy. They're they're what they're coming up with. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree. Um, it was very, very funny, but in the end of the day, I, I do feel like this movie was for me, I felt like it was just a little unnecessary and I, I would have preferred at the end of the day, I think I would have preferred toy story three to be the ending. Um, but with that said, I, I still enjoyed it and I'll give it a three, three and a half out of five stars. Three and a half. I gave it a five out of five. Yep. Yep. You loved it. You definitely loved it. Um, and here's a little group review for you. So I saw, uh, two, I saw two little fringe films. Actually, one of them isn't a fringe film. One of them is a literal massive major blockbuster, but I saw Adam Sandler's new comedy on Netflix, murder mystery. (laughs) And (laughs) I have a story about that. Oh, really? Well, Uh, no, the story goes, um, me, I started watching it um, with my lady friend, and we made it maybe 20 minutes in. Oh, good for you, man. And uh, it was like, wow, <laughs> this isn't getting funny, is it? And then we stopped. <laughs> oh, man. It was like... I don't think they had a script. I think the entire thing was ad-libbed and like none of them were prepared for it. Like it's literally those are they, the best movies. They got everyone together that day and they're like, "Hey fucks, we're making this movie. Uh, <laughs> we don't have anything written, so pull it out of your ass." And that's what they tried to do. That, and it that was actually, awful. That actually is that actually is fairly that's fairly accurate. And that's really funny you said that cuz I was like 20 minutes in I was like, "Man, are they uh are they going to say something that's going to make me laugh No, <laughs> at any point in this film? And uh, it, there was actually, there were some good jokes uh, in a couple parts. Um, I'm trying to think of one that was, that was actually pretty dang funny that, that had me laughing pretty hard. 
uh, but I can't, I can't think of it because it wasn't that funny, but uh, it was, uh, uh, but you know, I'll say this. It was the best Adam Sandler movie I've seen in a very, very long time. I'll say that I, it was enjoyable enough for me to watch without wanting to turn it off. And that obviously wasn't the way it was for Tanner, but uh, I cannot honestly remember the last movie I started watching that was Adam Sandler based that I just didn't turn off or groan so hard that I had to be taken to the hospital for fear of death. Um, oh, I guess I, I kind of watched that, the Meyerowitz stories new and whatever. I watched some of that, that but I, I uh, didn't finish it. Not because it was bad. I just, I think I had something going on. You know what I'm talking about? The Meyerowitz stories new and yeah, I know what you're talking about. In it. Yeah. Uh, Adam was actually really good in that. He's the thing is, is Adam Sandler is actually a, a really talented actor when he tries, but why try and do drama films like that when you can get paid to go on vacation with your best friends and make shit like grownups and grownups do. I don't hate on him by all means do that. If someone paid me a hundred million dollars to do a bunch of Netflix films and I'm literally just going to beautiful locations and I'm making actresses and my, and my movie be super beautiful. And I just get to go to a, amazing places with my friends i'm taking that every day of the week pal and you bet you bet your ass that i am making shitty movie after shitty movie it is happening so the other movie i saw was uh bumblebee and uh finally i made that till about like 30 minutes left and i decided to go to bed because i was like hmm not sure how i feel about this movie it was fun i guess john cena was john cena and um I don't know. I just was expecting more. I felt like uh, I don't know. I felt like they made Bumblebee too much of a puss, you know. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Like he was like acting like a child the entire damn movie. Like he was like putting on these sad eyes and huddling in the corner when like the humans walked by, and I'm like, why are you doing that? You're a freaking transformer. You're a grown ass man. Get up out of the corner, B, and he never did for a very long time. And I, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, you know, I was like, "What am I watching? This isn't, this isn't Transformers. This guy isn't a badass. I mean, what's going on? What's the big idea?" And uh, I never figured out what the big idea was. Tim, uh, I really enjoyed Bumblebee when I watched it. I mean, I haven't seen it since December, but. It was a lot better than anything Michael Bay ever made. Yeah, I'll say that. I'll say that. Uh, besides Transformers 1, I don't know. Say what you want about that movie. But uh, Tanner, I think, would say, that's a heap of fun. That's what he says a lot of the time. He goes, that's a heap of fun. Which movie? Uh, Transformers 1. Uh, no. No, I'm, I'm actually pretty sure. Uh, you literally said this. I said, have you ever seen that movie? And you go, yeah, that's a that's a heap of fun. No, you say <laughs> that like a lot. Uh, no, none of the Transformers <laughs> movies are good. Maybe Bumblebee is. I haven't seen it. Um, but you're always like that. That's a heap of fun. Yeah, whenever they come up, people are like you know the first one kind of holds up though. No, it doesn't. First it, one's bad. It does. It does it's hold up. Bad. I Dude. don't know. It was on TV the other day, Max, and I'm like, I don't really want to watch this right now. 
No, I know you do. Tim has a little thing for Megan Fox. Right, Tim? Hey, I watched movies too. Tanner, what do you think? What do you think, old Megster? I don't care. Is she dead? Is she still yeah. alive? <laughs> she is, actually. Yes, she's alive. <laughs> she dead? It's the last time you've seen her in anything. Hey, she was new girl. New girl. She took over new girl. She took over? She was she, a new girl. She took the she took the whole show. Is Zoe not in it anymore? <laughs> No, they replaced her with Megan Fox. They replaced her. <laughs> Did Zoe Deschanel die? <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's dead. <laughs> we'll never get no, new seven. They're both. They're both in it. They were. You got us. <laughs> we were lying the whole time. Yeah, she was yet another Jake Johnson love interest that just made him open his eyes for Zoe Jeff. Je- 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey, I saw Lady Bird. Ah, Lady Bird. It was Lady good. Lady Bird. That's a Hank Hill, King of the Hill reference for you, folks. I still cool. haven't seen Lady Bird. Uh, it's good. I don't think it's a movie I'd watch over and over again, but it is yeah. funny. Yeah, it's funny. I'm just like, I'm like, uh, it's it's good. It's um, sweet. I, yeah, I, my, my my buddy Drew really really liked it. He uh, he said it reminded a lot of like his life growing up. Well, uh, like his relationship with his his mom or something it, like that. It's kind of like how just you know a movie about when you're a teenager, you're just kind of a shithead. And I feel like there's a lot of movies about teenagers where it's kind of overly romanticizes the teenage experience. Yeah. Or you've got a protagonist that's like wise beyond their years or whatever. And that's not what this movie does. I think it like, it's just a pretty honest portrayal of teenagerness and then, you know, coming kind of like into Pro- adulthood. Kind of like project X. I don't know about that. By the way, did you know Todd Phillips directed Project X? Yeah, there was some on Reddit wow. the other day about how an uh, actor came out about how much of it. Yeah, did. there was some like sketchy shit going on during that. Uh, he's also doing the Joker, isn't he? Yes, that's what. Well, that's the thing too is that you know Todd Phillips directed The Hangover and everything, um, and he's you know he's made decent films. Oh wait, no, hold on, hold on. No, yeah. Why is he saying, I don't see, is, was he a, hold on, let me see this. Was he a producer? Because I'm not seeing, one second, let me see if I can, oh, cast and crew, producer. Yeah, he was a producer. Okay, Todd Phillips was a producer, but apparently he was on set at Project X quite a lot. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, never mind. But he was he was very involved in that film and Project X actually that's a fun little movie I uh, I was very that was one of those movies where it sh- was should have been shit and terrible and never want to watch it or again or think of it again but like it was you just are watching it and you're like wow this is actually way more entertaining and better than I was expecting when I first sat down in this theater um, yeah hey 
now is our Project X moment of the Max Cinemaxic podcast. Hey, check this out. Um, yep. I, I also watched the the new Halloween. Uh, it wasn't good. Two and a half stars for that guy. Um, what, what movie was it? Sorry. The, the new Halloween. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, then another movie called My Friend Dahmer about Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, but the point in his life that's not interesting, so the movie was really fucking boring. And also a movie called Vox Lux starring Natalie Portman. Uh, oh, yeah. You rated that better than I thought you would. Yeah, and looking at it, I've kind of readjusted my rating. I lowered it half a star to like three out of five. And it might be more like a two and a half out of five. I don't know. It was an interesting movie. Um, it starts out pretty strong, but the ending is just Natalie Portman like singing four songs in a row, and it ends. Hmm. Uh, but uh, opens with a pretty harrowing and upsetting depiction of a of a school shooting like a crazy violent way to kick off what this movie is and then in Vox Lux? Yeah. Oh weird. So like over half the movie is the character as a teenager kind of getting her start and then it shifts it jumps ahead however many years and then it's Natalie Portman and I guess they're from New York like state the state of New York but they've, uh-huh. they've got some out there northeast accent and Natalie Portman I just it was it almost got comedic sounding just how goofy she was and then the accent it, it took me out of the movie a little bit well I don't, that movie never very, very much looked interesting to me so I was surprised you know someone I, I knew saw it but um huh. what would you give it out of out of five um uh, like th- maybe three-ish out of five three-ish out of five this thing we're using right now just said it signed me out but we're still talking so um tim is tim there tim you're on mute well i know my brother's sitting next to me trying to talk on a podcast so i've had to mute myself oh oh Okay, well, anyways. Uh, no, what, what happened, Tanner, was someone just signed in on a different device. You're good. Well, who signed in on a different device? I don't know. It's a mystery. Okay. That's... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks. Oh, man. Um, well, uh, if you guys didn't know, again, we're recording this on uh, Zoom's beautiful video platform, and uh, we're, we're, we're this is our first time recording a podcast over it. So, uh, and we, we won't be again. It's not going to be permanent. We're when we get our equipment going, we're going to be back to the microphones that you're used to and the quality you're used to. But for right now, you're going to have to suck it up. All right, you're going to have to. Really suck it up. Okay. Um, let's move on to the next part of our podcast because I just think we 
reviewed 10 movies and that's an episode that's an episode that that that's full of content <laughs> no doubt about it okay um in the news today in the news today uh damien chazelle and emma stone to reunite for 1920 set baby 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 loan baby loan it's about a baby who takes out a loan he needs to buy a house so the movie's called Babylon, and it uh oh boy, <laughs> it's, and uh, it needs to be. <laughs> it, uh, I don't I don't know what I'm reading right now. I don't know what this movie's about. <laughs> it's a solidly in the R-rated category, apparently, um, and uh, it's that uh, yeah, it's it's a we Hollywood. <laughs> Be a Hollywood story about the movie industry's transition from silent films to talkies. And if y'all don't know, it uh, talkies is what we would call uh, a film in the 1920s. We would uh, play it in the theater. And uh, <laughs> 1920 people sound like <laughs> sound like Italian New Yorkers, apparently. Um, <laughs> all of them. They all just sound like that. Um but yeah, it sounds pretty good. What do you think, Tanner? Uh, I don't know, man. This is the first I'm hearing about this, honestly. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. You uh, you lost me a baby loan. Yeah, I kind of had a hard time focusing uh, yeah. after that. And uh, yeah. and uh, oh man, I'll tell you what, this movie sounds fun. I like any movies that take place in old Los Angeles, so pretty excited about this one. And I don't even know if this is gonna take place in Los Angeles. I just <laughs> I, I'm just assuming it's gonna take place there. Oh man. I, I'm not sure. I, I honestly, I don't know. <sighs> okay. Well, that's a hot take. Anything else in the news? Oh, uh, did you guys watch the Mulan trailer? Yes. I've um, not seen that yet, no. Very, very uh, interested in the old Mulan movie. They aren't doing any original songs. The only way the original songs will be a part of this movie is going to be in uh, in a instrumental only yeah so. it's not a not a musical and no mushu either yeah no mushu and presumably uh, no cricket and yeah oh god you just brought up the worst part about no mushu that probably means no cricket no cricket uh, guy i was really hoping they'd bring eddie murphy back you know i was really really hoping that what? that would happen what has eddie murphy been up to these days i think he's dead he's not he is not like Megan dead. fox he yeah, just, he um, uh, he is he's alive and well, and uh, he took a break from movies because, uh, for I mean, you don't need me to tell you why he took a break from movies. Just the Adventures of Pluto Nash. Just go, yeah, Jesus, go watch the last like eighteen movies he put out, and I'll tell you everything you need to know. But he's making a comeback. 
He's he making a comeback. The exact same thing Adam Sandler's doing. He's How doing is it. he making a comeback? What's he's not been in anything. He well, he's starting. He's like he, he's in like nine films coming up. One of them being Coming to America Two. Oh, thank God. Oh. Yeah, it's we all we we needed it, and he delivered. That's what they'd always say about old Eddie. Trusty yeah, Eddie is what they would call him. Trusty a uh, uh, trusty Eddie. He, he's. Uh, so, um, any other thing you guys want to talk about? Uh, I'm, I'm, Are you guys nervous about Lion King having a 61% on Rotten Tomatoes? No. no. And I was reading the reviews for that, and uh, people were just kind of saying how just the ultra-realism just didn't do the movie any favors. Like, yeah, there's they- a there was a clip on one of those late night talk shows or whatever. I can't remember which one, but uh, uh, Donald Glover was the guest and they played a little clip of a, a Huna, Hakuna uh, Matata. Ahuna. What a wonderful <laughs> phrase. Kahuna Burger. Um, and like, it just looks like real animals just singing somehow there's no life to their well they're just making like real animal faces and it's kind of scary looking but on top of that it's just a tracking shot of them walking like there's nothing interesting happening and it's just no no uh knock against john favreau but like, what was the point of this? Like, I mean, other than to make a lot of money, it just doesn't seem like there was any, there was zero uh, artistic motivation behind this. And I don't understand, like, a live action, in air quotes, because it's ultra-realistic CGI animals. Like, it's still animated. You're just taking out all of the charm of an animated film. Yeah, they just uh, all the best line actors were were not available either for this thing. They were actually striking. They didn't like the depiction of lions in this movie, so they just, uh-huh. they didn't want to participate. They thought the story was was uh, specious, and uh, they didn't want to. Like, hey, this isn't this isn't the way we do things nowadays. And uh, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, yeah, I'm honestly not sure about about the uh, Lion King movie, but I think it's going to be a great watch. I, I I think I think it's going to be a really great watch. No, and it's not. I, I, I have no problem seeing this movie once, twice, three, or even four or five, maybe six, seven, eight, or nine, ten times, easily within the wow. first month of it being out. I will spend one hundred plus dollars to see this movie that many times you know i can't wait until um andy circus's the lion king comes out on netflix in a <laughs> i couple understood of that reference <laughs> yeah <laughs> and was, like uh... timon and pumbaa are murdered off screen <laughs> 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 Imagine them having some crazy like Hakuna Matata moment with Simba, and Simba just gets blood red in his eyes, and he, he like tastes the blood in the air. He just freaking murders yeah. Timon and Pumbaa yeah. off screen. You just see you just see like fire lighting up their shadows as he rips into Pumbaa's throat and gulps down Timon in one single bite.
Um, so, uh, what do we? <laughs> oh God! All right. <laughs> this has been one hell of a podcast, back boys. Did you have other news? Uh, Did you have other news? I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, the King's Man trailer came out today. This what? is this is a prequel to Kingsman. I didn't know that. Damn it. You dude. didn't see it? Yeah, it's a uh, set during World War 1. It's oh. starring Ray Fiennes and some other guy. And I guess it's the origins of uh the Kingsman. It's literally um, called The King's Man. The King King's Possessive Man. Yes. Um yeah. It, it tonally it looks pretty different from the Kingsman films, like the main two. Uh, I like anything set during World War One, so I'm I'm at least interested in it for that. Yeah, I I just love the Kingsman movies in general. Two is not as good as one, but I, love I haven't the seen movies. the second yet. The second the second one isn't anything you need to rush and go see. It's it's it takes it takes the Kingsman pro, uh, like like tone and it kind of turns it on its head and like ways meaning it's like it goes way too hyper violent hyper unrealistic uh obviously the first one was hyper violent but this one like just kind of took it maybe one notch too too far um so i'm excited to see that now i do need to watch the trailer and i'm very excited to do that um but i'm glad that this is a universe that i'm rooting for this a lot too because I want this to be a university you can expand upon. I think it could be, it could be what the Men in Black could have been, uh, and maybe still could be. But um, the Men in Black didn't do any spinoff movies or anything really until Men in Black International, and by that time, I think it may have either been too late or too the story that they're wanting to do is too similar to the first three with this buddy buddy part, and it just didn't it, it didn't jive with people. I still want to see it too but uh i don't know if i'll see it in theaters it might be rented but yeah i hope kingsman is this universe that can be expanded upon and and they could take their ideas and do uh, different movies in this universe and i hope that's why i hope that's what the kingsman can pull off um here's a kind of a surreal bit of news uh greta gerwig and noah bombach have been attached to write the Barbie film for Mattel. Uh, are you, if you serious? If you don't know who those two are, they're kind of like indie film darlings. Um, their last movie, I think the two were both working on together, was uh, Francis Ha, which starred Greta Gerwig, about a uh, annoying New York person. Um, and then Greta Gerwig wrote and directed Lady Bird. Mm. You know, I don't have any interest in Barbie for because I can already tell you like what it's gonna be. It's like gonna be some like, <laughs> and this is gonna sound really negative, but it's gonna be like some big self positivity. Like maybe this person who's gonna be starring in Barbie is is the ugly duckling and she doesn't get along and she's well, she's not chosen first on the team and none of the boys like her and then the movie is the ending with her going to some big dance dressed all beautifully and looking gorgeous and the, and the trailer's gonna be like anyone can be a barbie and i'm like oh no i think they're they're going for not that 
I mean, because before this, I believe the last bit of news, like a year or two ago, was that um, Amy Schumer was supposed to be Barbie. Yeah. Uh, yes, she was. And she isn't anymore. And who's going to play her now? I don't know. Um, it's, a, it's a, someone famous. I think it was like uh, Amy Adams. So uh, I, I, it seems they're, they're desperately trying to do a new thing. Uh with Barbie here. Uh, and I'm not interested in it at all. I just thought that was kind of a, a sentence you would never expect to see. Oh, I think it's uh, I think it's Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie is going to be Barbie. Hmm. Harley okay. Quinn. Yep. Yep. Which is funny because she's Australian. She's playing in the Barbie movie. Is this going to be about the dolls or the barbecue? It's going to be about shrimp on the Barbie. Oh, that was so easy and so, so bad. So, so bad. Man, so many bad jokes this episode. It truly is a wonderful time. A wonderful time. Um, Tanner, any other news? Uh, oh, um, yeah. Here, uh, just why don't you uh-huh. just just a second? Sure. Um, Rip Torn died a couple days ago. Yeah. Did you know Rip Torn tried to rob a bank and was charged with like being drunk and disorderly and like heavily intoxicated and and had a gun on him and broke into a bank and was found in a bank and arrested. Oh, I thought Anyways, it's because he was so drunk he thought it was his house. But maybe that was just someone being goofy and imagine, misrepresenting the story. Imagine being so drunk you think a bank is your house. I'm yeah, not going into funny. U.S. Bank. Oh, no, man. Can't wait to get back to my air mattress. And in this bank that looks an awful lot like my house. That's just how much money he has, Max. Yeah. Go uh, rest in peace. Since we were talking about Disney movies earlier, the live action remakes, uh, there was some news on the Little Mermaid front. Uh, oh. A small bit of maybe controversy. I don't know, really. Uh, a young uh, black actress was cast as Ariel. Uh, her name is Hallie Bailey. Yep. Not no, Hallie Berry. Yeah. Hallie Bailey. Um, and I kept, yeah, I kept reading Halle Berry too, but I knew it wasn't obviously Halle Berry. But I was like, I kept like reading it as Halle Berry. Um, which she seems young, and I guess Ariel was supposed to be a young character, but she wasn't really drawn that way. Um, yeah, I always thought of Ariel in like late teens, late teens, yeah, or even twenty, honestly. Yeah. Um, but all that age thing aside, uh, I don't know the, the Reddit thread I was kind of perusing through, uh, seemed like there was a fair amount of chaos going on, uh, in regards to, you know, just the actress's race. It's a, ultimately a pretty stupid thing to get bent about, even if, 
your argument is that, you know, I'm not racist. I just think, you know, they don't recast a white character um, because if it was reversed, there'd be outrage. You know, people make that argument, but yeah. I don't know if you're this defensive about an animated Disney film in your, an adult posting on Reddit, I think you need to re-examine your life a bit. <laughs> there is, you know, Tim, you know who that probably was? That was probably a Mr. Allen at FT. Oh God. <laughs> I never had him. He would not. There is nope. no one more up than Mr. Allen. Don't, right now. <laughs> don't slander that funny, he, funny man. He wouldn't get upset about something like this. He, he wouldn't. Wasn't he just he wouldn't. a huge little mermaid fan? No, he thought Ariel was hot, and he their, her age was undefined in the movie, so it was <laughs> somewhat bizarre and weird. He was attracted to an underage cartoon. Oh God! But I love that man. Man, was he a great teacher, and he, and he was hilarious too. I'll never forget the time he swung the door open to the classroom, and we couldn't see him. The next thing we saw was him flying through the air, where he lands on his stomach and then proceeds to crawl. Through the seats of okay. the desk, okay. and, and doesn't say a single word the entire time until he gets to the front of the class, stands up, and then proceeds to teach the lesson, and doesn't mention it once the entire class or even smirk at it. <laughs> Guys, it bizarre thing, but I loved him. Uh, I saw him dump a trash can out on someone once. Really? Anyways, here, here, listen to this comment. Uh, that was. Hold on, I want to hear more about that. When did he dump a trash can on somebody? Uh, some girl was just talking during class, like whispering to her friend or something, and then he just with he was like reading aloud from a book and without missing a beat, like still reading out loud the entire time. He walked over, grabbed the trash can, went over to her desk, and then just dumped it out on her, <laughs> and then walked back to the front of the classroom. <laughs> it's still reading aloud. Yeah. Jeez. Oh man. Uh, yeah. We don't get him in trouble. Um <laughs> we've just said Mr. Allen. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. A thousand Mr. <laughs> There's only one. But you said at FT. Yeah. Don't Max. dox Mr. Allen. You're gonna have to FT, edit this out. What is FT means frontal tail. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You're the only one who thinks I'm talking about a school in Olathe. All right, anyways. Um, I just want to point out you... something real dumb here. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, this is a comment that was made in the, the Reddit thread. Uh, it was gilded twice. So two people out in the world agreed with what this person said so much. They So this matters. They they donated money <laughs> to Reddit. They <laughs> liked his thoughts so much they gave money to Reddit. So there are at least three human beings out here with this stupid opinion. Um, <laughs> but here it goes. He says, I'm not going to give the username, but um, uh, probably going to get downvoted, but why is this okay? Ariel is white, and the story is based on a European fairy tale. How is this not cultural appropriation? How is this not blackwashing? If this were the reverse, it wouldn't get the same response. Uh, first of all, and really solely, this is cultural appropriation? Cultural appropriation of fucking what? Mermaid culture? Yes. <laughs> 
what a fucking goon. <laughs> like, do you take do you, the keyboard away from this person? This is the dumbest thing. Okay, okay. So you're just saying it was a coincidence that when these mermaids started wearing seashell bikinis, that became the hottest new fashion trend for people who didn't invent it. Is that a coincidence, Tanner? I mean, no. I'm sure what they're saying is that this is cultural appropriation of Europe, but there's not like a pan-European culture, A. B, I don't think any nation has, you know, strong identity ties to the Hans Christian Andersen, the Little Mermaid fairy tale. This is so dumb. No one is upset about this, except the people on Reddit, of course. But. Yeah, but I was, about to, I was about to say, no one was upset about it. I, and also, I had literally, you know, sometimes people want to make big deals out of things, and then they just turn into big news stories. Like, Oh, up. sure. People blow up at this movie, and then you're like, yeah, I've been seeing that. But with this one, I literally have not seen a single person who's had to be at like, who's had they had their finger wagged at personally by another celebrity or something like that. Like not a single person I saw said anything like this and it wasn't blowing up, but like news, no. companies like news companies are like, Oh, post this is the headline because people have to feel this way. And True. It's like, oh, that's that. This one was really weird. Like I never saw anyone shouting about this. And like, it seemed like there, there were sensationalist people who were, who were making it seem like there were people freaking out because it served their political agenda. Oh, yeah. I mean, that stuff definitely gets drummed up for clickbait, pretty much. Yeah. Like, like five people are upset about the Little Mermaid actress, and the next headline you get are, these people are blowing up. And it's like, who the fuck are these five people you're talking about? Yeah, just random ass Twitter users with like 100 followers, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, um, linked in the article and everything. And you're like, what in the hell is your problem? I do think as we start seeing uh, promotional material for this film to come out, that this thing will kind of blow up, potentially. Uh, yeah. yeah. But even then, this is a very silly thing to get upset about. Uh, yeah. It's just a movie. It's about yeah. a mermaid. It really doesn't matter what color her skin is. Yeah. That's my thought on it. It's not for you, adult man, neckbeard Reddit user. It's for <laughs> children. It's for the children. It's for children, and they don't care. <laughs> I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just like, it's, it's horrible, but I'm just like imagining like some racist kindergartner and just like, right. It's like, Timmy isn't oh, not to use tips. Wow! <laughs> wow! Little Corey at home on the TV watching Cartoon Network that gets a Little Mermaid trailer with Little Mermaid being black. He's not gonna turn around and be like, "What the hell? Little Mermaid's black? That's not my Ariel." Like no one's literally no one who's the demographic for this movie is gonna say that. So uh, it's like forty-five-year-old men everywhere outraged. That Ariel isn't white. It's it, yeah, it's dumb. So dumb. Anyways, boys, I think that's good for a podcast today. We got a lot of good discussion in. So uh, I want to appreciate my two buddies meeting us over the web. 
Tanner Rush, thank you so much for coming on today. Where can the people find you, my friend? Uh, Letterboxd and Instagram at Danger Rush. To follow movie thoughts of Tanner and to follow his life, those are the two best ways to go about it. Unless you live near him like I do, right? <laughs> Tim, what is um, um what what's your what's your, where can the people find you? Huh? <laughs> uh, you can find me on Letterboxd and Instagram at Tim Trist. All right, all right, and uh, <laughs> and for myself, my name is Max Lita. Matt Max Fozzy on everything Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Give us a follow, uh, guys. Thank you so much for listening and being patient as we put together these new episodes. There's some growing pains going on right now. Could to give you these, deliver you the awesome, high quality podcast that you expect. Um, but for right now, I feel like this is going to suffice just fine. I think this will do the trick. Um, thank you guys again so much for listening. We'll see you again next week. We'll see you for a new Force Vision soon. Take care and watch on. Bye. Bye.